Hello to all my readers and listeners. This is Karen Hunt, aka KH Majek, and I just had to write this article. It's not that long. I had to write it this morning because um, it's something that I'm really interested in. I felt like I needed to write something about the World Economic Forum's conference, and so I wrote a piece about something that interests me. It's called Alpine Lunatics in the Metaverse, or Monsters in Gucci, or Welcome to the WEF's Global Collaboration Village. There is a real Swiss town called Davos. In this real Swiss town, a lot of lunatics with more money than they know what to do with. Annual WEF memberships cost anywhere between $62,000 and $620,000 each year, with a Davos ticket costing $29,000. Gather once a year, protected from the rabble at the gate by an army of security guards. There, they wax eloquent about what they're going to do to make the rabble's lives better in the coming year even though the rabble don't deserve it. In fact, the worry is growing that given the chance, the ungrateful wretches might tear their benefactors' arms and legs limb from limb. I mean, what could the elite have ever done to deserve that? The WEF's exclusive gathering has been going on for a long time, over 50 years, and each year attendees moan about how everything is getting worse, but not to fear, they have the solutions. If only they had more money. Really, this time is true. All that's stopping them is a bigger pot of gold in their Swiss and offshore bank accounts. You might be forgiven for calling these jet setters lunatics, seeing as how they live in a totally make-believe world in their own minds. Well, that world is about to get even more delusional. Welcome to the WEF's Global Collaboration Village. You think the the elite are having a blast running around Davos? Just wait until they start meeting in their magnificent virtual village, powered up by an exciting new collaboration with Microsoft. People are saying the fact that so many government officials skipped Davos this year means it's becoming irrelevant. Not so, according to the powerful CEOs in attendance. Richard Edelman, CEO of PR firm Edelman, told a crowd of clones, I mean other business leaders, that companies are standing into the void left by government. And there's a real distrust of government because of the pandemic. People don't believe experts. They don't believe government officials. And therefore, we have a void. Mega companies filling the void? A company newsletter is more trusted than mainstream media, says Edelman. Seriously? Which companies is he talking about? Maybe Nestle? The biggest food company in the world and also one of the most hated, thanks to a long history of child labor, unethical promotion, manipulating uneducated mothers, pollution, price fixing, and mislabeling? I'm sure everyone reading this has their own personal most hated company that comes to mind, so I know you get the idea. The CEOs that run these companies are as arrogant as Klaus Schwab in their disrespect for the people who make them wealthy beyond belief by buying their products. Remember when it was said, the customer is always right? That's what I learned when I got my first job in college at a boutique women's clothing store. No matter if elderly women squeezed themselves into $500 jeans by lying on the floor so they could pull up the zipper, wheezing as I helped them to their feet, I was supposed to tell them that they looked fabulous so they would spend the money. I lost that job very quickly. In fact, I was told I had the worst sales record in the history of the company. But let's face it, even if you hate their products, even if you know that they are poisoning you or using slave labor, we all contributed to the monsters these companies have become. 
Now the ones that lied and exploited us the most, like Amazon, Walmart, Pfizer, you name it, are simply too big to fail. Edelman scoffs at the idea of wokeism as delusional. It simply doesn't exist, he says. He cites leaders of companies like Disney standing up to Florida's don't say gay law and the companies like Coca-Cola that stopped advertising on Twitter as examples of doing the right thing. Meaning that it is no longer the consumer telling the company what they want, it's the company telling the consumer to shut up and buy its products or else. (laughs) It's CEOs who run the world now, not idiots like Biden or puppets like Zelensky, and the rabble will fall in line. They will have to if they want the products that they crave. People may complain about how they hate Meta or or they hate Twitter, but they still use them. Meta Platforms Incorporated might suck your data like a vampire and censor what you see and hear, but it still has 2 billion active monthly users. The Microsoft Activision $69 billion merger has set the record for the biggest tech deal ever. It's still on rocky ground, but it's doubtful anyone can stop it. In 2021, Microsoft made $167 million a day in profit every single day. And you wonder why Bill Gates can indulge his fantasies to vaccinate every single man, woman, and child on the planet. Guess who Klaus Schwab and the WEF are partnering with to create their global collaboration village? That would be Microsoft Mesh. In order to become major players in the race for relevance in the metaverse, Microsoft has joined hands with Accenture to create Nth floor, that's a hard thing to say, N-T-H, Nth floor, described as a virtual campus for employees to gather for coffee, presentation, parties, and events irrespective of their locations. Never again will the corporate elite elite have to worry about party crashers like Japanese journalist Ganaha Masako accosting them at Davos as they rush from one meeting to another. Masako tweeted about trying to talk to Klaus Schwab. The minute she tells him she's an independent journalist, Schwab shuts her down, showing his absolute disdain and disinterest in anyone who might dare challenge his views. Walter Kern pointed out on Twitter how little disagreement there is at Davos. The largest matters on earth are at stake, supposedly, yet the conferees conferees don't argue. They don't debate. All points seem smugly settled. It's an ego orgy, a great self-satisfied mutual grope. I'd love to see an interview with Klaus Schwab where he's asked questions like this. Do you have a dog? What's your favorite TV show? How do you relax on the weekends? Do you have any hobbies? Have you ever been to a rave? Do you even know what that is? What's the craziest thing you've ever done? Do you have a pet name for your wife? Does she have a pet name for you? Maybe if he answered these questions, he might seem a little more human, or maybe it might make everything worse. Expose him as an extraterrestrial who never can seem to get his human persona quite right. Never fear. The answer isn't to make himself and his causes more accessible. It's to hide everything even further in the metaverse. You thought Davos was exclusive? Dissenters will never be a problem in the virtual worlds these lunatics are building for themselves. Although, how long will it take for some 14-year-old hacker to crash a meeting? I'd like to see that.
Some of the perks to look forward to in the Global Collaboration Village are virtual collaboration, training together, anywhere, remote expertise, designing in 3D. Participants in meetings will have access to fun stuff like, okay, let's see if I can say this word, holoportation. Project yourself as your most lifelike, photorealistic self in mixed reality to interact as if you are there in person. Avatars. Customize your virtual appearance to represent yourself as you like. Secret Truth posted a great clip of Schwab at Davos, all flushed and excited about his first experience of using an avatar. I got so fast accustomed to it. For me, it's the next big phase of the development into the virtual world. <laughs> Think of it. You can live in your 15-minute city and never have any reason to leave it. If you want to change from your matchbox living quarters, just step into if you want to change from your matchbox living quarters matchbox living quarters, just step into the world you and your tribe have created online. You won't be invited into Schwab's and his cronies paradise, but you will be kept quite busy trying to make your own little paradise, gradually gradually living more in the metaverse than out of it. You thought debt was a problem now? Just wait until you find yourself buying stuff you don't, you really don't need because it's not even real. All while wearing something like this, because when attending your virtual meetings or having private conversations with your friends in the metaverse, you don't want a single sound escaping from your mouth into the real world. And there's a picture of the MuTalk, which is designed to help you have easier conversations, even though it appears to do the opposite, because you've got this horrible thing sticking out that covers your mouth and these horrible uh, goggles over your eyes. It, It looks like some kind of a torture product. Easier conversations than face-to-face, you say? Better communication? Yes, get with a program. Just think. If you're lucky enough to be a participant in the Global Collaboration Village, you can visit a virtual ocean hub where you can dive into the ocean's depths and explore why and how marine ecosystem ecosystems must be protected to preserve both life on land and in water. Am I missing something? How is this better than exploring the real ocean and seeing firsthand the problems that need to be solved? I'm not saying it isn't cool to explore worlds virtually. I tested an Oculus program once and got to fly a spaceship to distant planets. I loved it, but it will never replace the real thing, even though I will probably never have a chance to experience that in real life. I recognize there is a difference and one is better than the other. And I think you know which one I mean. Thinking that everything will improve if we remove ourselves further from reality is crazy. Isn't that what people do that have mental health problems? Lose touch with reality? It's a joke on all of us. But there is a part of me that enjoys knowing how the Davos metaverse that Schwab is building is a joke played especially on the wealthy. Just like they clamor to attend the real Davos conference and pay outrageous fees for the privilege to do so, they will clamor to be a part of these virtual conferences. Imagine getting dressed up for the Davos virtual meetings and parties with celebrities and all the press in attendance, not that pesky Japanese lady, of course. Attendees will spend money buying Gucci and Prada to dress their avatars. They will go to expensive hair salons to create marvelous coiffures for their avatars. They will drive their gas-guzzling million-dollar cars and not feel one bit of guilt. They might even start wearing fur coats again. And the after parties? Anything can happen. It's not real, you see. Julie Sweet, chair and chief executive officer of Accenture, promises over time the metaverse will enable companies to create innovative new consumer products and services, transform their 
manufacturing and operations and reimagine the way we collaborate and work. Remember that old saying, the customer is always right? You can forget about that. Now it's the company is always right. The pressure we've all been under to buy new products in order to stay relevant in the real world will be transferred to the metaverse. It's worth sacrificing that piece of synthetic meat you are allowed once a month in the real world to buy yourself that latest style of Nike shoes in the metaverse. After all, Your neighbor on the street where you live in your virtual world has a pair already, so you simply have to have them too. And that's the bottom line. It's not for your health or safety. It's not about saving the planet. It's about sucking even more lifeblood out of the rabble because honestly, that's all they deserve. The World Economic Forum tells us that the metaverse can have a multi-trillion dollar market impact with billions of users in the coming decade. This new form of technology-enabled human interaction is on track to become ubiquitous in our personal and professional lives. Billions of dollars are being invested into developing the metaverse, which is projected to become an $800 billion market by 2024. Welcome to Alpine Lunatics in the Metaverse. 2024? We'll see. And that concludes this article. I hope you enjoyed that. Please share and comment. God bless.